Kundalini awakening can be super confusing and challenging and horrifying and really intense. And now that I'm at a point where I'm feeling stable, I can look back and consider what are the things that I wish I had known or understood that would have made it a little bit easier. That's what I want to share with you here today. Uh, these are just some quick ideas off the top. Somebody had asked me this question and I took a few notes and I just want to share some of those notes with you here. So the first point that came to me, well, what I wish I would have known was that I wish I would have known that this was a real thing, a real documented phenomena that wasn't just happening to me. It wasn't that something had gone wrong. I wasn't like, you know, my brain wasn't broken. My body wasn't broken. It was a known thing. So what's very interesting was for me, I was hanging around with spiritual teachers that had gone through Kundalini Awakening, that were talking about Kundalini Awakening. I was receiving their transmission of Shakti, which is that spiritual power. I was aware of Kundalini, but I didn't know the details of what this process really entailed. I was just sort of not paying attention on a logical, rational level, on an intellectual level. I wasn't paying attention to those teachings. I was just feeling those teachings. I was feeling those teachings from those very radiant teachers. So when this began to happen to me, when Kundalini rising took place and everything got very difficult and dark, initially I didn't know that this is what they were talking about because I guess I wasn't really paying attention. And so by grace, I had described this experience to a friend and that friend said, hey, I heard just the other day, I heard a talk by Ram Das. I think it's called The Promises and Pitfalls of the Spiritual Path, in which he describes Kundalini Awakening. And that sounds very similar to what you experienced, Brent. And then I realized, oh my gosh, yeah, that's Kundalini Awakening. That's what I'm experiencing. That's what all these teachers that I've been listening to for the past year have been talking about. And so that was very relieving for me because I recognized, okay, this is a known thing. Respectable people are, are talking about it. Ram Das, he's an incredible spiritual teacher. Um, he's not only that, but he was, you know, Harvard professor. And, you know, he made a lot of incredible contributions to the the spiritual movement in the West, the, the psychedelic movement. And so, you know, he's a smart guy as well. And so just knowing that made me feel a little bit more at ease because I was like, okay, I'm not dying. You know, my brain isn't broken. My body's not broken. Ram Das went through this. I respect Ram Das. And then I was able to find other people that had gone through it who were also respectable, who also, you know, were grounded in the world to speaking about this in a way that was, you know, not just like a you know, like a crazy person per se. So knowing that it is a real thing, that was very, very useful for me. And so that's part of why I'm out here talking about this in general, just to bring awareness to this topic. And so, of course, you're listening to this talk, you probably already recognize that you're in Kundalini process, which is great for you. But I invite you to just keep in mind those people out there that are unaware of what they're dealing with. And maybe they're really beating themselves up. Maybe they're being labeled. Maybe they're being ostracized. They're confused. Do them a favor. And occasionally, when it feels right, bring this topic up. I'm not, I'm not saying you got to write a book. I'm not saying you got to, you know, stand on your roof and tell everybody about it. But just now and then, throw it out there. Throw the word out there here and there. And when it needs to, you know, be picked up, somebody will pick up on it. And it will be a little bit of a, uh, a breadcrumb, if you will, in the way that my friend helped me out a lot. Because I know some people, you know, they didn't realize they were dealing with Kundalini. It was, it's been years. For me, it was luckily only a couple weeks. So that was the first thing. The second thing that I wish I had understood was that spiritual awakening, spirituality, this entire spiritual process is not just about the mind. It's not just about the psyche. It's not just about, you know, psychology. It's got to do with the entire body. Now, when we look at spirituality, there's a lot of ideas about, you know, philosophy. Who am I? What am I? What is true? What is the nature of awareness? 
Can you observe your mind? It's all stuff that kind of takes place up in the head. There's very little recognition of the body, but a very simple way to understand that spirituality, meditation, all this kind of stuff has to do with the body is just look, when you meditate, your heart rate slows down, breathing slows down, nervous system relaxes, muscles relax, etc. That means it's an entire process that occurs within the entire system head to toe. So I wish I had known this earlier on because it took me a while to recognize this. On top of that, there are spiritual teachings that talk about, oh, the body is just a vessel. This is just a meat suit. You know, I'm not the body. I'm the soul that dwells within. I'm not a human being. I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. The human body is almost like, you know, it's like a piece of trash in some, in some spiritual attitudes. So when this started, Kundalini started happening to me, I was like, you know, what's happening to my body? I didn't know the body had anything to do with spirituality the body has everything to do with spirituality okay so that's another thing that i wish i understood the body is so important because that would have you know made it so much easier for me to start to take care of my body and pay attention to my body and listen to my body and honor this body instead of just honoring things like awareness or consciousness or like you know um you know trying to meditate and escape my body because the body was just a temporary vessel blah 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 no the body is like very very sacred without this body you wouldn't be able to hear what i'm even saying you wouldn't be able to even contemplate any of the you know, text, spiritual text, none of that. The body is like, it's so, so important, okay? So that's uh, another thing that I wish I had understood earlier on. Another thing is that, you know, I wish I would have understood very early on that everyone's process is unique. So everyone's Kundalini process is going to be very unique. It's going to have its own own timeline, own themes, own trajectories, going to have unique mystical experiences or, or not, and unique, you know, dark nights of the soul or not. And so it's all very, very unique. And I wish I'd understood that because then I would have stopped comparing my journey to others looking for, you know, how long did it take them? Oh, it took them a couple of years. Okay, then it's going to take me a couple of years or maybe theirs took 10 years. And then I get scared like, oh, no, I can't do this for 10 years. I wish I just understood everyone's journey is unique and you'll never, you know, find somebody's journey matches exactly yours. And you have to just surrender to what, you know, the, the, the divine intelligence wants for your destiny to be as you go through this process. So that's something I wish I'd understood as well. Everyone's journey is unique. And that also would have got me to very early on start to ignore those people who would like, you know, gaslight me and say, oh, you know, you're not dealing with Kundalini. It's something else. Or like, oh, that's not real Kundalini. I just posted a talk uh, about my Kundalini process and people comment, oh, this is all, you know, this is not Kundalini. This is something else. You're making it up, blah, blah, blah. If I understood that the process is unique for everybody, I, I wouldn't have, uh, you know, listened to those people. Now I don't, of course. Um, I just hit like on their comment and send them some love, whatever. But uh, I imagine those people are in this mindset as well. They think, oh no, Kundalini is what I read in some like ancient yogic text and that's what it is. And if it doesn't fit that, then it's not real Kundalini and, and you know, what whatever. Along those um, lines, one thing to keep in mind as well, I guess I could throw this in here is one thing I, I wish I knew out as well. A lot of those yogic texts, Beautiful text, insightful, some of the most sophisticated texts when it comes to Kundalini. It's very important to keep in mind, a lot of them are exaggerated. Like, really, consider this. A lot of them are exaggerated, either in translation or either for the sake of poetry or either for the sake of just, you know, um, um, ego aggrandizement. People just writing it were exaggerating and to, to sound special. For example, they talk about, you know, if you awaken Kundalini, you'll overcome death. You'll live to be uh, as long as you want, thousand years even. You know, maybe there's some text that says this brings about immortality. No, it doesn't bring about immortality. The body's still going to die. Okay. Keep these things in mind. Some of those texts are exaggerations as well. Everyone's process is unique. These are things that I wish I had understood. As well, 
I wish I understood a handful of these principles here. Now, these principles are the foundational principles upon which my entire teaching, my entire Kundalini Awakening series rests. And these are principles that I developed through experience. These are principles that I learned along the way from other teachers as well. And I kind of put together my own sort of handbook. And I want to share a, a summarized version of that with you here today. You can check out um, part two of this series for a more uh, elaborate uh, description of these uh, principles. But anyway, principle number one is to respect the Kundalini and the Kundalini process, but not fear it. So respect and fear to an untrained eye can look very similar, but they're they're very different. So just because you're unafraid of the Kundalini doesn't mean that you, you know, go and start abusing drugs and drinking and still expecting this process to, you know, unfold smoothly. Okay. So we're not being asked to be afraid of the process. We're being asked to respect it and treat it with proper care. But there's no need to be afraid because this is the divine waking up in you. This is the divine mother. She's loving, she's nurturing, so you can respect her in the same way that, you know, I could say I'm fearless. I'm a fearless warrior. But if I come across like a king cobra, I'm not going to just like, you know, walk right up to it. I'm going to respect it. But that doesn't mean I'm afraid of it. I'm respecting it. I'll go around it. Okay, so it doesn't mean I'm a coward. So keep this in mind. Respect, but not fear. The other principle that I have here is surrender so we want to surrender to the process now surrender is a it's a huge topic it's also a very small topic you can look at it in both ways um it's something that happens beyond the mind it's something that happens spontaneously but it's something that we should be mindful of as well so what is surrender surrender is when we give up doing everything and just allow the process to unfold so you may think i don't know how to do that that's hard no it's not hard because the sun rises in the morning and it sets at night and you're completely surrendered to that process. You don't meddle in it. You don't think about it. It just happens. You're in a state of surrender. You're not doing anything about it. You eat food, it digests. Now, yeah, maybe you might take some digestive enzymes or something, but just bear with me in general example here. You eat food, it digests in your stomach, goes through your intestines, whatever. It, it does everything. And you don't think anything about it. You don't meddle in the process. You just let it carry itself out. You trust the intelligence of the body. Same way you can surrender to the Kundalini process. Same way. You don't need to meddle in it. You don't need to interfere with it. You don't need to start doing all these intense pranayama practices. None of that. Just surrender to the process, trusting that it's going to work out. Just like it worked out for all the other great people out there, Ram Das, etc. Observe everything that arises with unconditional loving awareness. What does this mean? Unconditional means without judgment. Something arises in your system. It's a negative thought. We don't say, oh, this is a bad thought. I shouldn't have this thought. It's a selfish thought. It's an ego thought. No, we just observe it unconditionally. Loving awareness is, means we go one step further without just observing it, but we actually embrace it. We recognize, oh, this negative thought is also part of the divine light. I see it as a part of the divine light. Why? Because everything is the divine light, because the divine light is all there is. Even a violent thought, even guilt, shame, tension in your body, pain, all of this is part of the divine. And when we're able to see it as part of the divine, we stop fighting it and we allow it to actually be released and healed, which is what the Kundalini is trying to do for us. So that's why things start to come up. That's why we go into like these really dark periods where a lot of negativity arises because it's arising to be cleared out of our system. It's not that Kundalini is making us negative. Kundalini is cleaning up all the dormant negative stuff that we've been carrying around. So if we observe it with unconditional loving awareness, we recognize it as light, we give it permission to be in our space temporarily, and then it's released. And you'll experience, literally, you'll experience it being released. But if you fight it, if you gaslight yourself with spiritual ideas of like, oh, don't be low frequency, or don't think in your ego, don't think like that, you're living in the past, blah, 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 all that spiritual stuff is just going to delay the process. You've got to observe with unconditional loving awareness. 
Meditation is a safe space. That's the next principle here. Meditation is a safe space. This means that you must develop some form of meditation that you know is a place where you can go when things get difficult. If you don't have this, you'll be like just going all over the place like, you know, the chicken with their head cut off. But if you know meditation is a safe place and that can be either on the cushion, it can be, you know, maybe wrapping yourself up in blankets, it can be going on a walk, it can be, you know, maybe laying in the bathtub, whatever it is. But if you have a place in solitude where you know that's where I can go and feel safe, that's very important. Now, best thing I would recommend is that you develop a meditation practice and you sit with things as they arise, but it's not for everybody, but I invite you to consider it and try it at least and see how it feels for you. Develop that sort of practice because now for me, for example, if something were difficult were to arise in my system, I know immediately I go to meditate. That's it. I don't go and try and solve the problem or like, you know, worry about it per se. I, I think, okay, got to meditate. Sometimes I don't meditate because maybe I'm caught up in the problem, but I know Meditation is a place where I have to go. Okay. So meditation is a safe space. Create a safe space for yourself like that. It can involve community and it can involve like a person, a therapist, a friend, a uh, fellow traveler, a teacher that you can kind of hang out with. But that is not enough. You need to be a safe person to be with in your solitude as well. Solitude is very, very important as well. So you got to be a safe person. And how, you're, how are you a safe person for yourself? Well, you look at whatever is arising within yourself with unconditional loving awareness, no judgment. You don't threaten yourself. You don't harm yourself. You don't hurt yourself, beat yourself up. You become a safe person, okay? Next principle here, listen and listen with humility. What does this mean? It means to be a good student. Be a good student of the internal guidance that will come, of the inner guidance, the inner wisdom, the inner teachers, ascended masters, higher self, intuition, whatever you want to call it. They will begin to give you insight and guidance, but you've got to be able to listen with humility. If you think you know what to do on an intellectual level with your ego, with your mind, you'll be in trouble. It also means, yeah, look up some books, look up some talks, find people who have gone through this process and listen to them with humility as a student, be a good student. And so that, that's very important as well, because like, if we think that we're going to figure out how, how to get through this with our intellectual mind, like we're in trouble, we're in trouble. Um, the mind does not know how to go through this process. Keep this in mind. Your intellectual mind, maybe you may be very smart. You may have a billion different degrees, read every single book, doesn't matter. Your mind will not know how to go through this process. You have to be humble and listen. Finally, my last principle for you is to feel everything. Feel it all. It, it's it's a bit of an echo of some of the pr prior principles, but I really want to emphasize here. So Kundalini is going to give you a lot of sensory experiences. You're going to feel things moving through your body. You're going to feel different muscle spasms, feel emotions. You're going to feel chakras opening, feel chakras blocked. You're going to feel all this kind of stuff feel everything doesn't mean that you've got to meddle in everything doesn't mean you got to do anything you just have to feel it that's it just feel it just feel it just be with it don't push it away don't chase good experiences don't push away the bad ones just be with everything in the moment feeling it all and with these principles you be able to navigate your process safely smoothly you come out on the other end successfully in a state in a place where you're rather stable so if if this resonates with you you'd like to go a little bit deeper check out the other parts on uh, my YouTube channel, my podcast here. I've also got some interviews with people that have gone through this process and you'll be able to see that in their own way, they develop their own sort of principles that are very similar to what I'm sharing with you here and you can see how they implemented them in their own unique journey. So I hope this has all been useful for you and insightful. thought I'd jump on here and just make a quick uh, rambling uh, talk to help you out a little bit. Uh, if you have any questions, leave a comment below. You can write me by email or you can visit my website, brentspirit.com to find out about meeting with me, making a donation, checking out all the other free content that I have available. I've got some eBooks, audio books, 
entire series dedicated to Kundalini. So please check it all out. Let me know what you think. Give me some feedback. And until next time, much love and peace. Thank you.